It's October 14th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The BBC is reporting that a rare protest attacking Chinese President Xi Jinping and China's COVID restrictions has taken place in Beijing, days before a historic Communist Party Congress. Images showed two protest banners on a bridge in the northwest of the city. One read, No COVID test, we want to eat. No restrictions, we want freedom. No lies, we want dignity. No cultural revolution, we want reform. No leaders, we want votes. By not being slaves, we can be citizens. The other called on residents to go on strike at school and work, remove dictator and national traitor Xi Jinping. The protest appeared to have been swiftly stopped by authorities. Authorities have tightened access to the city, shutting out many travelers, returning residents, and deliveries. Others had their movement restricted or were forced to quarantine. North Korea launched a flurry of provocations overnight on Friday, reports the Chosun Ilbo, a South Korean conservative paper. It fired a short-range ballistic missile toward the EC around 1.50 early Friday morning and about 170 artillery shells into the eastern and western maritime buffer zones between 1.30 a.m. and 3 a.m., the Joint Chiefs of Staff of South Korea said. The JCS said the provocations came after about a dozen military planes flew close to the border with the South, prompting Seoul to scramble fighter jets and other warplanes. They came hard on the heels of two long-range cruise missiles being fired into the West Sea the previous day. An anonymous security official said, It seems that the North is seeking undetectable ways of firing missiles and developing new missiles that fly on an irregular trajectory in an attempt to incapacitate our preemptive kill chain and other missile defense systems. This is apparently why South Korea has asked the United States to share strategic nuclear weapons as a deterrent, a suggestion that has so far been met with polite silence from Washington. In Politico Europe, Russia has warned that it might not extend the Black Sea Grain Initiative next month unless certain demands are met in a move that threatens to cut off exports from Ukraine under a secured route set up in July by the UN. Gennady Gatilov, Russia's ambassador to the UN in Geneva, said in an interview with Reuters news agency yesterday, that Moscow had sent a letter to the UN with complaints about the deal not being implemented to facilitate Russia's own fertilizer and grain exports. Quote, If we see nothing is happening on the Russian side of the deal, export of Russian grain and fertilizers, then excuse us. We will have to look at it in a different way, he said. The current deal, created in July for an initial four months, allows Ukrainian grain to flow out of ports in the Odessa region. As of October 12th, more than 7 million tons of Ukrainian grain had left the country through the secured route, according to the UN's Joint Coordination Center. Elsewhere, the Jerusalem Post and Haaretz are reporting that rival Palestinian factions signed an agreement in Algiers on Thursday, 
aimed at resolving 15 years of discord by holding elections within a year after months of talks mediated by Algeria. The deal aims to end a rift between President Mahmoud Abbas's Fatah movement and the Islamic group Hamas that has split Palestinian governance in the Gaza Strip from the West Bank and hindered Palestinian ambitions of statehood. However, there was skepticism back home that the pledge to hold presidential and legislative elections would deliver any concrete changes after previous unmet promises. The delegations did not agree to form a unity government. According to a report by Al Jazeera, Nigeria's academic staff union of universities has suspended an eight-month strike, the group said on social media. The ASUU, the umbrella body for university lecturers nationwide, announced the move this morning, but did not provide details on when schools will reopen. The decision came after intense negotiations between the ASUU and government representatives at a meeting mediated by members of the House of Representatives in Abuja. Millions of students nationwide have been home since February 14th as part of the latest of a long wave of strikes, which are common in Nigeria. Nigeria has more than 100 public universities and an estimated 2.5 million students, according to the country's National Universities Commission. At least 15 recorded strikes have taken place in the universities since 2000. The UN Security Council is negotiating a resolution that would impose an arms embargo, asset freeze, and travel ban on influential Haitian gang leader Jimmy Cherizier, nicknamed Barbecue. It would also target other Haitian individuals and groups who engage in actions that threaten the peace, security, or stability of the Western Hemisphere's poorest country, according to the text obtained Thursday by the Associated Press. The draft resolution expresses grave concern about the extremely high levels of gang violence and other criminal activities, including kidnappings, trafficking in persons, and the smuggling of migrants, and homicides and sexual and gender-based violence, including rape and sexual slavery, as well as ongoing impunity for perpetrators, corruption, and recruitment of children by gangs, and the implications of Haiti's situation for the region. Germany's national broadcaster Deutsche Welle says that Turkey's parliament yesterday passed a law proposed by President Erdogan that would make it possible to jail journalists and social media users for up to three years for spreading disinformation. The Council of Europe said the measure's vague definition of disinformation and accompanying threat of jail could have a chilling effect and increased self-censorship not least in view of the upcoming elections in June 2023. Ingen Altai, a parliamentarian from the main opposition Republican People's Party, said minutes before the final vote that the country already trails most others in press freedom, and the law makes it impossible to categorize on these lists. However, Erdogan's Justice and Development Party, also known as the AKP, has said laws are needed to crack down on misinformation and false accusations on social media, saying this is not designed to silence the opposition. The bill now goes to Erdogan's desk for final approval. In lighter, yet 
Heavy news. CNN reports that there's a new champion brown bear in Alaska's Katmai National Park and Preserve. After an online cheating scandal disrupted the semifinals, a winner was announced Tuesday night in the park's annual Fat Bear Week contest. Bear 747 collected the most votes, triumphing over his worthy challenger, 901. Few bears ever reach 747's girth, according to his online profile on explore.org, the organization that runs the contest. It says he's one of the biggest brown bears on earth, possibly weighing as much as 1,400 pounds. He's been working hard at fattening up. He fished at the park's Brooks Falls nearly every day from late June to mid-September. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Jacob Stoke, a senior fellow at the Center for a New American Security, about the Chinese Communist Party Congress. If you're a member, head over to the Slack to share your questions with us. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.